When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tell us your real live ghost stories. 651-641-1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I know you have them. I know you've got... Some of you have encountered ghosts in your daily lives. 651-641-1071. Your daily deads. <laughs> ghosts do not exist, but because it's Halloween... I will indulge this theory. Bradley believes that ghosts are time travelers yeah, from the future. From the future, so It'd be um, weird if they were time travelers from the past, but well, eventually that's, they will be. I think that that's what ghosts are, actually. No, I think that they're time travelers from, from the, the future. future. Yeah, going I'm to saying the past. I'm saying I think they're people from the past showing oh, up you, in yeah, the now. Yeah, because you actually Cause they're believe dead. they're ghosts. Yeah. 651-641-1071. But do sure, let's do ghost stories. Real live ghost stories. Let's go to Megan. Megan's on the line. Megan, have you ever been Have you ever been face-to-face with a ghost? No, I personally have not. No. However. But, however, um, growing up, we live in this old house, and friends come over. They have their stories. But one that sticks out to me that really freaked me out was when my son was about three. We were staying with my parents at the time. And wake up. He was sleeping with us. Wake up, and he was just, like, staring at something over the bed. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? He was that man keeps staring at me. And there's obviously nobody there. But this is a three-year-old, you know. So they say they're kind of more intuitive on that stuff. Yeah. And just, and just, yeah, just freaked me out. So I had to wake up my husband and tell him. And I, yeah, it was a whole ordeal. But not to take up any more time. But my, uh, my father, he died about three years ago. Um, but before he passed, our um, neighbor across the street, she, she passed away. And he said that she, he saw her standing in the road <gasps> no after she had passed. Way. And you know how they say like when you're. When you're kind of on your way out, they that you're more intuitive as the, well. Yeah, the stuff. veil is thinner. hundred um, percent. But then after my father passed, my two nephews said that they saw my pa standing outside the window in in the yard, oh, waving at them. My word, Megan. It's, oh, I know, right? Gosh. It gives me like goosebumps. I you know. know. Thank so, you. I mean, Thanks for kicking it off. That is... Yeah, I would ask so many questions of the three-year-old about the person staring at hair? like everything. Tell you me, you do more. hear that you know kids see things more than adults. Absolutely. When my kids were little, they had all kinds of things that they would tell me about that I was like, I, "This is not in the parenting books." 
It's oh. not. None of it is. Oh. Let's go to Denise. We've got Ooh, Denise, Denise on the line. Hi, Denise. Denise. Hi there. Have you ever been face-to-face with a ghost? Well, not face-to-face because my mother had had a talk with George and said, you can stay as long as you want, but don't ever show yourself. Oh. Interesting. Who's George? We don't know. We think it came from when we moved into the house that my mom lived in for 35 years. My youngest brother was probably five or so, four or five, and he just started calling him George. But George wasn't scary. George liked to play tricks. Oh, okay. Like when I was growing up, um, I had... I was the only girl. I had a bedroom to myself, and I had a good old-fashioned vanity in my bedroom. And any time I would leave my room for more than 20 minutes, the little record player that I had sitting on my vanity would be under my bed in the far corner. What? Every time. And George did that for about four or five months. And then he decided that it was my brother's turn who were in the upstairs bedroom and he would pick on their pillows. He would <sighs> take their pillows and put them on top of the dresser. Oh, my oh gosh. George was busy. George or, liked- Yeah, he, and he just played those little tricks. He never did anything that would harm us. He never did anything that would, like, really scare us. Yeah. He didn't like change. He became very active when I got mm-hmm. old enough and I was leaving college brochures in the house. Oh. So that meant change. Mm. And he would get he would start doing, you know, silly things too. But he never did anything that harmed us or that was really scary or we saw floating, but we knew that there was something in the house and my mother knew, figured out that it had to have been a ghost not long after we moved into the house because we woke up one morning and every single light bulb in the house was gone. Wow. Oh my okay, gosh. Okay, so George every, really... <laughs> every ceiling, every lamp, the refrigerator light, the oven light, Wow. every light bulb in the house was gone. And of course, we never found anything. Oh my gosh, Denise, thank you so much uh, for sharing George with us. Yeah, he was a busy guy. Um, he sounds like. I'd be like, he hey, was George, here's my list. Of, Could you, you yeah. know, replace the light bulbs? Or like, yeah, like, hey, George, while you're busy. Yeah. Um, I've got chores this weekend, and I don't want to do them. So if you yeah. could clean the bathrooms, that would be, be great. Awesome. Yeah, you never hear about ghosts that are like, I'm going to clean your bedroom. Ooh. Scrubbing bubbles. Yeah. You'd think there'd at least be one. Right? The right? cleaning ghost? Yeah, they're always doing oh, other stuff. That sounds like a dream. Let's go to Lori. Hi, Lori. Lori, have you ever been face-to-face with a ghost? Not a ghost, but I have a really the weirdest thing that ever happened to me. And it seems more like it was some kind of demon. Oh, I like the word demon. I mean, I don't like demons, but that sounds nefarious. (laughs) Yes. Okay, what happened? Well, I used to work at Control Data in Bloomington in the 1980s, but I was renting the bottom part of a house in St. Paul above where the stockyards used to be. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I had a co-worker named Randy, and he lived upstairs, and he was a test technician. So because we both worked second shift, we would take turns every other week when we'd carpool, you know, driving to work. <clears throat> and uh, my mom and dad lived in around Winona at the time, so I went down to visit with them on a weekend. And as I was driving up Highway uh, 52, I thought, oh, I'm starting to, you know, feel like I'm going to fall asleep because it was nighttime. Uh-oh. <clears throat> and I thought, I better open the window a little bit to wake myself up. And you know how you kind of zone out because the road is monotonous. And mm-hmm. must have been because of the state of mind I was in. All of a sudden, I felt like somebody was sitting in my passenger seat. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and you know how when somebody's going to get close to your ear, you can feel the air pressure mm-hmm. be different in your ear, like somebody's going to talk to you in your ear? Mm-hmm. I felt that in my right ear, and I went, this is just weird. I'm not going to look over there because it seems like somebody's sitting next to me, and I don't want to mm-hmm. see what that is. Oh, God. And all of a sudden, it was like a whisper in my ear, but it was kind of inside my ear, too, and it was... This is the voice, and I'm I'm gonna duplicate it. It went like this: "The baby's gonna die." Oh my god! Oh my god! And I went, "Oh, oh I'm really not gonna look over there now. This is so creepy." And then I went, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" And I thought, "I don't even know anybody with a baby. What is what is this?" And then I thought, and I thought, "Okay, I'm gonna ignore it." And all of a sudden, it did it again. Ooh. And I went. All right, I have to ask because I don't know anybody with a baby. And I said out loud, "Whose baby?" And I whispered in my ear, "Went Randy's baby." <gasps> no way. And I thought, "Oh my God, that's right." Randy's wife just found out she was pregnant, and I thought, "Oh, this is just the creepiest thing ever." <clears throat> so I had to go to work that night, <clears throat> and when I got to work, my friend Mary was sitting there. And I said, Mary, I just had the creepiest thing happen to me. And I, it's the kind of thing where if you don't tell somebody about this and it happens later, nobody will believe you. Yeah. So I said, this is what just happened to me while I was driving up here to go to work. And I said, it's so creepy. I just have to tell somebody because I still have the creeps and I still can feel just like my back prickling because yeah. it's so creepy. And I'm hoping if I tell you that'll go away. So I told her and it went away. Well, time went by. Baby's, uh, Randy's wife did have her baby, she, you know, and he, he was maybe three months old and it got to be New Year's Eve and we weren't working, but then after New Year's Eve, it was his turn to drive us to work that night. And I went up and I thought, well, that's so weird because <clears throat> I went and knocked on their door upstairs and nobody was answering the door. And there's no lights on. And I went, that damn Randy, it's his turn to drive. So I drove to work. I get to work. I said to my friend Mary, that damn Randy, it was his turn to drive us this week. He's not even answering his door, so I don't know what's going on. I wonder if he's sick or something. She said, didn't you hear? No. I said, no, what? He said, Randy's baby died. Oh, my word. And I went, what? She said, yeah. That's the word around here because she came into work early. It didn't even dawn on me because so many months had gone by. Oh, Lori. And, and, then, it, and then she go and I went, oh, my God, Mary. 
you remember when I told you about that voice in my ear? And she said, yes. Don't you think I've been thinking about that nonstop until you got in here? And I said, I know what I said. And And I said, oh, my God. And she goes, whatever you do, if you ever get a voice in your head that says anything about me, I don't want to I don't want to know. Thank you. Do not share it, Thank you for your call. That That is a a bonkers story. story. It's not a happy ending. Did not see that one coming. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, I will tell you somebody who should be scared right now, but not for spooky, scary reasons. Kanye West. Yeah, legal reasons. Exactly. Bradley is going to give us the latest on Kanye when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, and uh, the scariest story of all today on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, hey. involves uh, Kanye West. Well, yeah, I mean, for him, certainly. The story I wanted to share with you about Kanye involves his finances. Now, there's a lot of other drama around Kanye, and frankly, you've probably already seen it, and we've talked about it, but this particular aspect of the Kanye story I found interesting because it reveals where he gets the majority of his money from. And it's actually a Page Six article, which I was like, okay, this is fascinating that Page Six is like educating me about stuff other than like salacious gossip and innuendo. But it's all about his finances. And it said, essentially, he's got five different streams of revenue. And the biggest stream of revenue clearly was the Adidas deal. And that's the thing that was like driving all of his, you know, personal wealth, Mm -hmm. essentially, and allowing him to do all sorts of things. But apparently, but wait, there's more. There's a lot of other ways that he makes money, some of which you might be familiar with and some you might not. Um, that said, it is probably like like all of those things are going away. Like there's not right. one thing he's going to be able to continue to do well uh, that will allow him to continue the lifestyle he is currently living. You'll remember like he bought a house and he was like redoing the house and rich people got a lot of money, but they don't always have a lot of at, like liquid assets Mm -hmm. like access to cash Um, and it was truly that Adidas deal that was allowing him to do all these other sorts of things but anyway so you all know the Adidas deal right that right that was the one that took a little too long Yes. But finally as far happened. As I'm concerned, and yeah. a lot of other people certainly after his anti-Semitic outbursts and support for white supremacists. But uh, there is also, in addition to the Adidas deal, he had his Gap deal. You'll remember, right? And I guess the Gap deal, you know, that's now ended. They basically said we're not renewing this. It was a two-year deal, I think, mm-hmm. and they still owe him a little bit of money for something, some stuff that's been unpaid. So maybe he's got a little money there. Boy, I I just want to say really quickly about that. I feel like that could not have been more serendipitously timed for them. And I made up the word. Um, But he was already starting to make a mockery of that partnership. And so it timed out at the right time. Oh, they got lucky. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The other way he can make money is, of course, his music, right? Like he's got Mm -hmm. a catalog. Um, Apparently, in terms of new music, uh, he apparently has an album that's already in the can, but nobody's going to distribute it. Uh, Yeah. Like that's going to be a problem. His deal. He had a deal with uh, Def Jam that ended in 2021. Um, He, you know, he, of course, has the ability to do concerts, but... You'll remember, or you may not, there was actually a concert that he was going to do in L.A. on November 4th. That's been canceled by the venue. So 
you could think like, oh, he's an independent artist. He can do things. But at the level of Kanye, in order to do those things, you need to have partners. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of people right now willing to be partners with Kanye West. No. Based on his actions, behaviors, and words. Um, And so that leaves us with really nothing. Uh, for as a way for him to make money now, royalties, I guess, is like the only way he could. But apparently yeah. that's, you know, that's right now, I guess, around five million dollars a year, according to this report in Billboard. I was going to say in Kanye money, that is probably the smallest revenue stream. Somebody said that's about enough money to pay his gas bill for his private yeah. jet. Oof. <laughs> so. Yikes. So now uh, he was talking about apparently testing the waters to sell his catalog, but. Who's going to buy the catalog? Who's going to buy that right yeah. now? And that was before all of the... Yeah, buy low, sell high. Um, so it, that's likely not going to happen. And he's apparently um, uh, burning cash at a high cash burn rate. Well, especially because he is probably just continuing to live as he's been accustomed to living. And then when all the revenue streams go away and you're still spending at that rate, um, yeah. I don't think you that's going to last it, long. Like decisions you're making today are based on cash you're hoping comes in yeah. next year or in the next five years. And the way Kanye has set it up for himself, that's no longer going to happen. Oof. So well, it might be very quickly that we see some financial consequences beyond what we've already seen. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I think they're deserved. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid. Idiots! After this. Dumb people doing dumb things. Repeatedly! Over and over again. Boo! Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We've got some crazy, stupid idiots, idiots to scare you with. Well, then, I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly or and or again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Sometimes other places. Like... Houston. Houston, actually Pasadena, but that's it comes from my good old friends at KHOU in Houston. K who? Houston. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this story, as I said, takes place in Pasadena. But um, okay, so um, I, I kind of again, this is one of those things where I guess I see where somebody was uh, going with this, but it just it didn't really hit the way they thought it would. Mm. So the owner of a business wanted to hire some people. Okay. And in order to hire the right people, they advertise. That's what you do. That's totally normal. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Nothing crazy, stupid or idiotic about that. No. Um, and what we're talking about is Pets Gone Wild Resort. Pets Gone Wild Resort, I'm assuming, is like a daycare, free, a full-service boarding, grooming, and daycare. Oh, I thought it was a bunch of, like you know. topless pets? Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> spring breaking and, you know, shaking it for yeah. the camera. By some old creepy Ugh. dude who now is a billionaire. And mm. anyway, uh, okay, so <laughs> driving down Crenshaw Road in the southern part of Pasadena, there's a sign that Pets Gone Wild Resort owners put up to attract 
new employees. Okay. The right kind of new employees. Would you like to guess, because again, the crazy, stupid, idiot portion of our program comes from the sign that they thought was a good idea to advertise Help Wanted. They're looking, you keep on saying for the right kind of Mm -hmm. person. Yeah, they wanted the right kind of person to work there. Okay. And it's what they considered to be the right kind of person and how they addressed the world on this sign that earned the story crazy, stupid. I mean, I feel like there's so many different ways you can go with this. (laughs) You really could. Um, So it's a dumb sign. It's a uh, dumb sign. Okay. Okay. Like, um, I don't know, like animal, something about animal lovers. That'd dumb, be great. Right? Dumb people only? Well, now you're on to something, Holly. Oh, and I wow. want you to use the words that we use on a regular basis on the Colleen and Bradley show for this very segment. Oh, crazy, stupid idiots only? Kind of the opposite-ish. Um, intelligent. No intelligence needed. Non-stupid people. Oh. Oh! <laughs> so it says, now hiring... Non-stupid people. No. Oh, my god. Okay. So, again, I kind of get where you're going with this. Maybe you've had an issue. With a lot past. of stupid people. <laughs> but is that the best way to hire? You know, like, can you just imagine, like, help wanted. Uh, non-stupid, non-crazy, stupid mm-hmm. idiots apply within. I just imagine myself driving along <laughs> and seeing... A sign like that. And what would it take for me to go, hey, I'm not stupid. Maybe I should get a job at Pets Gone Wild. That's for me. That's for me. I am. That is. I like your moxie, Pets Gone Wild. I want to work for you. Because you just know at some point, your boss is going to be like, Mm -hmm. you're stupid. Yeah, exactly. And you'll think. Well. I, I guess I guess was I wrong. knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, again, like, what do you? What did you think? Like, again, I, you might have thoughts. Maybe you've had some really dumb experiences. That sounds we more have like on this a, segment. That sounds more like a, something you might want to include in the interview portion, right? Like, and not, you know, like, not like, uh, tell me something. Uh, are you dumb? Like, you're not going to do that. But you know, you you suss the person out based on some. You know, pointed questions like, you know, do you know the alphabet or can you count to 10? Or I don't know how you well, need that to be. Backwards. You, you might you. think, as I think, that stupid is subjective. It really That's is. That's not an objective it's qualification or de- disqualification for right. a job, right? Because stupid is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. The owner, Walter Parsons, said... Um, we're trying to weed out the people that do come in. We hire because, like, I'm sure not a lot of people are coming in after that sign nope. went up, right? We're trying to weed the people that do come in. We hired one last week that lasted three days. <laughs> repeatedly, um, talking about the applicants that haven't worked. Uh, repeatedly, get off your phone. You got dogs to watch. Okay, put the cell phone up. Go back out there. Twenty minutes later, she's back on her cell phone. At least be as smart as I am. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Wow. And they found the sign on Amazon, by the way. Is it possible? What's his name again? Walter. Walter? Walter. Is it possible if you're having great difficulty (laughs) retaining employees 
maybe that perhaps look a place the to look might be at your training or, you know, any number of things. Yeah. But I don't think that that's uh, in the cards for uh, Walter over there at Pets Gone Wild. Pets Gone Wild. It does look like a cute little place. I mean. But... Uh, Where are we going next? North Carolina. Oh, okay. This is going to be one of these those stories where I'm going to tell I'm going to set it up for you, and you're going to tell me all the valid ways you might have taken care of the situation, and none of them will be what actually happened. Oh, great! Mm-hmm. So, 64 year old woman in North Carolina did not like that her father liked to drink Mountain Dew. And she had uh, some bottles of Mountain Dew okay. in her home. Yeah. And she wanted to make a point to her father about how much she absolutely disliked him drinking Mountain Dew. Okay. So she took matters into her own hands. And how do you believe she communicated that to her father? Did she like, oh, excuse me. Did she put like some Mentos in there and then they blew up? That would be you know, like they did on them viral videos. That back would in the day. be dumb, um, but not as dumb as what she did. And that okay. would, you know, it would work. It would ruin the Mountain Dew. Yeah. And I then... saw this TikTok video lately or recently of a lady doing this to herself, seemingly. Oh. And I thought, did she really not know that that was going to happen? Because it like went all over her living room. Um, <laughs> and I thought she might have just wanted to get famous. Okay, mm-hmm. so what else could you do? Maybe she peed in it. She peed in it. I mean, that's gross. Mellow yellow. Mm-hmm. That's Let it mellow. Disgusting. And but that is also not what she did. Now, a normal person would just be like, "Hey, Dad, I don't." Think that the Mountain Dew is good for you. We need to get rid of this. I mean, that's the normal response, but this is called crazy, yeah. stupid idiots. And you might just like pour it in the sink or not buy it all at all to begin with, right? But that's not what she did. And she, before I tell you what she did, you need to know it's not like they lived like out in the country. She was in a residential area, like the kind of neighborhood that say you or I or Holly live in, a residential area. And she took those four bottles of Mountain Dew that she had in the house that she did not want her dad to drink. Okay. And she fired a gun at them and blew them up in her backyard. She shot up up the Mountain Dew. Um, So her neighbors, of course, freaked out and called the cops because they heard gunshots from her backyard. Uh, And when they showed up, the cops showed up. She was like, my father is drinking too much Mountain Dew, and I didn't want him to. But did, 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 what did her dad, I mean, you could have just poured him down the sink. Right, I know, that's the thing. Put him in the trash. There are so many other ways you could take care of this. Sent him a, you know, card that said, Dad, yeah. I love you. Stop with the Mountain Dew. No, but instead, she took out the bottles to the backyard in her residential neighborhood and willy-nilly shot at them. Yeah, that just seems like a bad idea. And it Let's was. not give people a reason to shoot at things any more mm-hmm. than they already do. Yeah. I don't think That's she was... That's not an appropriate target practice, is my point. Agreed. Um, I don't think she was arrested, but she definitely was the subject of a Facebook post for the police uh, force in that area. Yeah, well, also, can you just imagine you're out in your backyard... <laughs> you're like, what is that? Yes. Oh, that's just Carol. She didn't she like her dad her drinking day. all Mountain that Dew. Mountain Dew. Well, that's a Mountain Don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Where are we going next, Bradley? Uh, we are going to Hollywood, USA. No, All actually, right. we're, not. Oh. we're going to California, though. And I do want to tell you about a guy by the name of Dominic Salazar. He's 31. He's uh, He lives in Madeira, which is in central California. Mm-hmm. He's being held currently on a loo of $55,000 bond. And you might ask why. Why? Well, why? because he uh, was drunk. He was uh, disorderly in, in the drunk area. Okay, but that's like we do that all yeah, the time. He also there was some domestic battery and Oof. several other charges. Ugh. That's not why we're here. It's how this all went down, or in what manner it all went down. I want to tell you that this six foot tall, two hundred and ninety three pound Mister Salazar, uh, he he was wearing something. Now this is this is a common theme on Crazy Stupid Idiots, wherein the person wears something that is indicative that a mm. crime is about to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a t-shirt Yeah, that said, I'm drunk and disorderly. No, not that uh, obvious, but oh, still okay. very obvious. Now, think about the reason for the season. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm just here for the booze, is what it said. <laughs> booze! Booze! <laughs> no, but it was a costume. Oh! What was he dressed as? Oh, oh, like he was in like a, one of those old timey jail outfits with the white and <laughs> yeah. black stripes Good and guess. the little hat. Good guess. He was not the, you know, what Dr. Moneybags or whatever his name is. Mr. Moneybags. He was uh, dressed up as Captain Morgan. Close. He was dressed as Fireball. <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> the cinnamon whiskey. Oh, uh, he was gosh. wearing a Fireball costume uh, at the time. He was arrested for public, or excuse me, drunken disorderly conduct. Yeah, he was, that was a warning. Yeah. That's called foreshadowing. <laughs> I know, that's like, no, but nothing good going to happen in a fireball costume. No, no, <laughs> no. I would just like to take a firm tally of everyone who wore the fireball costume <laughs> yes. for Halloween and see how their nights went. And how many of them are in jail. Yeah. And if not in jail... Making complete fools of themselves. Yeah. Thanks. Or have no memory. Fireball. Have because no you memory know you wear it. the fireball costume to to a bar. What's going to happen? Everybody's getting you around yes. a fireball. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. And that ain't going to end well. It's not. And it didn't for him. Nope. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is time to play a little game. A spooky, scary version of the throwback. Ooh. Dead. <gasps> After this on My Talk 1071. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my friends with the Snyder Team. If you're looking for integrity in real estate, it's time to make your move to the Snyder Team with eXp Realty. We all know the market is shifting, and that can be scary. Navigating those highs and lows with confidence can be a real challenge, which is why you need experienced agents to hold your hand through the entire buying and selling process. And for the last 25 years, Jennifer Snyder and her team have served over 3,000 families across the Twin Cities and Western Wisconsin. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, make your move to the Snyder Team today. Head to thesnyderteam.com. And if you're an agent looking for a change, make your move to the Snyder Team as well. They're aligned with the fastest growing real estate brokerage in the world, eXp Realty. The Snyder Team is expanding and bringing on new agents across the metro. If you're looking to join a fun, competitive team, make your move to the Snyder Team today. Head to thesnyderteam.com and tell them Bradley sent you. 
For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 